Hello and welcome to Disrupt Podcast and the second episode of this very special four-part series brought to you in partnership with the Jack Ma Foundation's Africa's Business Heroes Programme. Applications are now open for the fifth edition of the ABH initiative, aimed at inspiring founders from every sector who are using their businesses to positively impact communities. Applicants have the chance to win a share of 1.5 million US dollars in equity-free grant funding, while selected companies will also gain access to mentorship, training and a community of like-minded entrepreneurs. This series speaks to various African founders to find out what impact ABH had on their businesses and how taking part helped them scale more rapidly. In the first episode, we heard from Zara Beatty-Boteng, Head of Partnership and Programs at Africa's Business Heroes, and two previous participants who told us how taking part in ABH had had a transformative effect on their businesses. This week, we're talking funding. Africa continues to buck global economic trends by seeing increasing amounts of investment each year. But we're still working from a relatively low base. Raising funding in Africa has never been easy, and it looks set to get even harder over the next year or so. So what kind of role can ABH play in helping founders access capital? We spoke to two previous participants to find out. Fundraising is, is a lot about the rhythm. You need to create a kind of formal. Everybody knows that. And ABH really created for us this kind of, uh, I might say, external validation and acceleration of the round. That's Mulai Tabore, co-founder and CEO of Anchor, an Ivory Coast-based SaaS solution that provides users with everything they need to sell African products to customers across the globe. Here's some more details. Anchor.Africa started and is most well-known for our marketplace called AfriCrea.com, like African creation with a K, AfriCrea.com, which was basically an Etsy for African-inspired product. And uh, this grew up to become today the largest marketplace online for all things made of Africa. So we have over 1 million visitors per month, um, I think around a million uh, dollars of transaction a month of GMV also. So it became definitely quite big. And Anka is uh, basically the solution we built out of this marketplace to support sellers and exporters that want to sell globally African products. So we do not only the marketplace Africa.com with Anka, but we also have a payment solution to pay on social media, on any of the places you need to sell, but also a shipping solution that allows people to get access to a very affordable DHL rates from anywhere in Africa. And uh, this solution even became so big that we are now the biggest uh, exporter out of Africa for DHL in e-commerce. Tabore was a finalist in the first edition of ABH back in 2019, taking home 60,000 US dollars. But it's the role ABH has played in Anchor securing further funds in the form of equity investments that Malai says has been most valuable to the startup. First, they helped uh, help indirectly initially because the visibility we got from it. When we entered ABH, we were uh, in the middle of finishing our pre-seed funding and, and we were hesitating to either raise seed funding or looking for profitability. But after we did ABH, we got so much incoming interest, including from our existing investors that really wanted to reinvest that we raised right after that uh, our first seed round of 1 million. So that was really, I think, a catalyzer of ABH also is when you get this level of visibility and this level of, I might say, validation, because the validation was really on the business, on uh, what we were doing. It really helped us uh, get traction with a lot of investors and VCs. ABH has also played a more direct role in Anchor's fundraising story, helping to facilitate an investment in the startup by Joe Sai. Jack Ma's co-founder at Alibaba. 
through ABH and the ABH team, especially Jason of ABH, spends a significant of time to jockey for us, advocate for us, to obtain us time to pitch, to reassure about the environment, because a lot of the things sometimes was for them, they didn't know the environment, they didn't know if it was, um, I must say, ready for them to invest. And he did an amazing job at reassuring and giving them uh, the will to invest. This meant ABH's impact on Anchor's fundraising snowballed, as Tsai's presence on the startup's cap table attracted further investors. The, the notoriety he has helped also a lot of people that were on the sidelines of our round take the extra step of say, okay, I'm committing to, I want to be part of it. So without it, I wouldn't have raised at all, and I wouldn't have raised that much afterwards. One of the most valuable things Mulai gained from taking part in ABH was the chance to network with his peers. When you meet so many great businesses, for example, that do unit economics so well, you look at yourself with a much more, I might say, stringent look. For example, I remember that after uh, meeting the team of Drugstock, that was also part of our uh, cohort when I started, for the first time I looked at our gross margin and I was like, oh, wow, this needs to get better. Because you, when you see other people talking about it with so much detail, because they were in pharma, and in pharma, margin is everything. So when you learn, what you learn from other entrepreneurs is amazing. And in terms of fundraising, it plays very well afterwards also because you create a network. And people sometimes don't realize that. But when you want to fundraise, especially in Africa, you need to know other funders that already raised. And if you cannot have anyone vouch for you, do the intro for you, it's that much harder. Indeed. One of Anchor's investors got validation from an ABH peer while Mulai himself was able to vet potential investors by talking to the rest of the cohort. Other founders already met them and can tell you, oh, look out for their terms, they can be a bit harsh, be careful about their process, they take long, etc. So it's kind of the subtle things that's very hard to explain, but like it takes a village to raise money. It takes a village, and indeed that's a view shared by another member of Malai's village, Ayo Arakawe. Ayo is co-founder and CEO of Nigerian agri-tech company Thrive Agric, which solves the problem of food scarcity by giving farmers access to finance, data-driven advisory, and a market upon harvest. We essentially have built something called the agriculture operating system that helps um, connect small other farmers to um, certain opportunities in the agri-space. Um, so the first thing is helping them unlock finance. And for us, um, it's literally based on discovering that um, for small other farmers to unlock finance today, there is no credit history or any historicals on these farmlands with which, which um, banks or any other financial institution will provide credit to them. So um, we use to capture that data. Based, I mean, and it's everything from psychometric testing to who the farmer is, um, what does this farm look like? What's the size of the farm? What has it grown? And then um, connect that to banks who then provide financing to the farmers. Um, on the second side, we take that same data and provide the farmers advice. Ayo was in the top 10 alongside Molai for the inaugural edition of ABH in 2019. Thrive Agric works alongside hundreds of thousands of farmers across three markets in Africa and has raised over $100 million in debt, equity and grant funding since ABH. Ayo says that would not have happened if it weren't for the company participating in the competition. I think on one end, it was also like the preparation, right? So it's sort of like being on that, um, being part of that network, I'm getting the feedback from all the judges, all the mentors. I'm definitely like helping refine the story better. 
Um, I think there's also been like the peer accountability. So it's a group of 10 heroes, everyone checking on each other. Um, and then just like the introductions, the open doors. Um, I think definitely like having like the name also just sort of serves as a stamp um, when you are having conversations like other, other people in the space. Like Malai, he says the network was pivotal. When we travel to like other markets, like they are some of the first people we reach out to. Um, so like I was in Kenya recently, connected with ABH founders there. Um, similar to any other place I was going to. And it's, and it's sort of like the same way. Like whenever one of them tries to expand to Nigeria, there's a founder that is literally building a business, understands um, sort of like the same situations you are in. I can give sort of like that feedback. Um, I think definitely also with like introductions to investors, to customers. Um, I think it's just sort of like being like having a support system. Um, I mean, most times being a founder is like a very lonely journey. And having not one but 10 people who are sort of like on that journey with you um, has like been, been super helpful. Startups taking part in the ABH competition this year may need the initiative's help from a fundraising perspective more than their peers from previous years with investment declining worldwide and cash likely to be harder to come by in 2023. I'm definitely harder than it was in 2021. Uh, 2021 was a really good year. Um, probably, I'd say that was a founder market, um, but now it's, um, it's definitely an investor market. And I think like beyond just African founders, like globally, um, fundraising is like super difficult um, at the moment. But I think um, ultimately, it will take longer, it will be slower, the terms might not be great, but um, I think if you're building a great business and you stay consistent at it, like eventually you'll close. Um, just, just won't be as easy as it was um, previously. Having a good story to tell will be crucial to attracting funding in the current climate, something ABH can help with. They were very traditional around open us craft the story um, and just explain like the reason behind what we're building. And I think that's definitely like really helped in, in like all, all for the investor conversations. Clearly then, Malai and Ayo attribute large parts of their recent success in fundraising to their participation in ABH, both in terms of the indirect impact from a brand perspective and direct impact in terms of tweaking their business models and making them investor ready. The most valuable thing, however, appears to have been meeting each other and building a network of top quality founders across the continent. Remember, applications for ABH are open at africasbusinessheroes.org now. That's all for this episode of Disrupt Podcast. Please do join us in a couple of weeks for the third instalment in this four-part series, when we'll be hearing from founders about their expansion and scaling experiences in the wake of taking part in the competition. Until then, bye. Bye.